Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready to change your life, but don't know how to start? Is your stress and worries keeping you awake at night? Have you been battling grief, anxiety, or depression all alone? Have you lost touch with your own sense of being or spirituality? Soul Free Therapies offers professional and affordable live video streaming counseling and coaching services from the comfort of your own home. Sessions offered in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Go to our website at www.soul-free.com and book your first session today. Hey, check out our brand new sponsor, Dynamic Solutions 2. That's the number two. They offer a life-changing dynamic financial solution. The finest in fast, professional, affordable credit repair. Is your credit in bad shape? Do you need a new car? Ready to buy a new house? Do you want to rent an apartment? Are you going to apply for a job? Any one of these activities, they're going to ask for a credit report and then check out your credit score. Let Dynamic Solutions 2 erase your negative credit remarks. They have affordable monthly prices. They accept Visa, MasterCard, PayPal options available. You go to www.dynamicsolutions, that's the number two, dot com, or call 424-888-2820, 424-888-2820. Now, if you enter promo code ED or you mention Ed Opperman, you get a 10% discount. How's that? You get a free consultation, all negative items removed, get back in positive credit position, Dynamic Solutions 2, life-changing Dynamic Financial Solutions. 424-888-2820. Tell them Ed Opperman sent you. You get a 10% discount. My sound man, Shane McKay, has his business called MacSoundServices.com. That's M-A-C-K Sound services.com what he does for me is i send him my shows and he does audio enhancements and stuff like that he does miracles if you see some of the stuff i send him and how it comes back so get a hold of shane at mac sound services.com m-a-c-k sound services.com hey you podcast listener this is your last chance after this there is no turning back. Take the blue pill. You wake up in your bed and go back to listening to mundane podcasts that won't challenge your religious beliefs and your so-called truths about reality, the universe, and consciousness. Take the red pill. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast hosted by Mark Anthony Peterson, and he will show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. 
Event Horizon takes a walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy. It's the podcast that would be born if David Icke and the X-Files had a baby. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast by Mark Anthony Peterson on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, or any of your other favorite podcast platforms. Remember, all we are offering is the truth, nothing more. It's the Opperman Report. Join digital forensic investigator and PI Ed Opperman for an in-depth discussion of conspiracy theories, strategy of New World Order resistance, high-profile court cases in the news, and interviews with expert guests and authors on these topics and more. It's the Opperman Report. And now, here is investigator Ed Opperman. All right, welcome to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. Uh, you can find me through uh, Opperman Investigations and Digital Forensic Consulting through my website, emailrevealing.com. If you like today's show, check out our member section at oppermanreport.com. We have all kind of exclusive content in there, court documents and exclusive shows you can't find anywhere. But if you want to check out our uh, archives, the archives of this show is free. You can get them for free at Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. You go there, you sign up for free, you follow the show for free, and you get an email notification anytime we broadcast a new uh, episode. And uh, there's a chat room, all kind of fun stuff there at Spreaker.com. Okay, we recently did a show, you can check it out in the, in the archives, about the company, the drug smuggling uh, uh, organization back in the late 70s and 80s. This was a notorious group. Uh, as a matter of fact, I saw these guys interviewed on the David Susskind show. <laughs> this is after their arrest. Uh, so it's a very, very notorious group. And, and we contacted um, uh, this gentleman here, came on our show. I had them all pulled up here. Uh, I forget his name. Anyway, so we were contacting. Steve Miller. What's, yeah, Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Right. So you can go back and find Steve Miller. But today we have the daughter, Amanda Grassi, of one of the big shots in this group, Michael Grassi. So Amanda Grassi, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm right here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, what a life, huh? Yeah. Um, my father led a very interesting and exciting life. Before we get to your dad, tell us about yourself. Who is Amanda Grassi? Well, um, I was born in Atlanta. My mother is Janet Grassi. And, um, you know, I just had kind of a normal life growing up. Um, we were kind of poor, you know. I grew up, I knew my dad was in prison, and uh, I didn't learn the whole story, of course, until I was older, but I'm just kind of a normal girl from Georgia. Um, I'm 33 years old. I have a little boy, and that's probably one of the most remarkable things about me. Georgia, you say. I would have guessed Brooklyn or the Bronx, but Georgia, you say. Georgia Peach. No, my, <laughs> my father was born in uh, Wilkes Bar, New Jersey. Oh, really? In 1945. Yes, he is. Uh, we are Sicilian, um, and he's out of Jersey. He met, met my mother when he left New Jersey and came down to Georgia. I believe he was pursuing some kind of real estate business at that time. And then, how did he get involved in the smuggling? Well, he had. Um, He had, um, sorry. That's okay. 
You know, I don't really know how he got started in the smuggling. Um, I don't have all the details about that per se, but um, I know that he and my mother, um, one of the trips they did, they um, they went down to Florida, picked up 300 pounds of pot, and they came back to the house in uh, on La Vista Road in Georgia. And um, the FBI came knocking at their door, and under <laughs> under their table, with just a tablecloth on it, was this 300 pounds of pot just sitting there the entire time my father was talking to the FBI. Um, I am not sure what the FBI was doing at the door at that time, but that's one of the stories that my mother told me. Um, but he got – he really um, – his family in Jersey um, had mafia connections. My father's uh, godfather was Sammy DeCavalcano or Sammy the Plumber from okay. New Jersey. Okay, yeah, family. That's the family the Sopranos were based on, right? Um, yeah, the, the, I believe so. You know, I didn't watch that show, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Wait, now let me ask you a question. You mentioned this thing about the 300 pounds. Now, what year was that? That would have been in roughly, um, I think Mom said it was like 75. Okay, 1975. And was that one of their first trips down there to do this? Yeah, I think that was like right at the very beginning when, um, you know, Dad was just dipping his feet into it before he broke away and made connections with his own company. And, and you was, know, the company. Right. Was he like a pilot when he flew himself or they, they took a commercial plane with him to? Well, he was really just a shrewd businessman. Okay. Um, my dad did have his pilot's license, and um, they actually had the um, the airport they owned in Atlanta was in my mother's name. Um, he did a little flying, but uh, he wasn't really a pilot. Just a really good businessman with a good head on his shoulders, really charismatic, and, you know, he could just get things done. Yeah, that's interesting, because I, I wonder how that happens. Do you become a smuggler because you're charismatic or do you become charismatic because you're a smuggler you know, does, does the crime come first or does the, the personality come first I, I, I should do a study on that uh, somewhere because it does seem like so many people in this kind of business they're colorful characters you know a little larger than life uh, I, I wonder what comes first now you, you mentioned that you, have, you had some organized crime ties in New Jersey now, did, those, uh, did those organized crime ties continue throughout his whole smuggling career did he have to make payments over there or, or was he on his own no, absolutely not. Not my father never joined the mafia. Um, I can't confirm for one hundred percent, but I believe that part of the reason that he came to Georgia was to break away from the mafia because he didn't want to pay those dues. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I can I can see that, especially if you're if you're an uh, independent minded kind of guy and you don't want to fall into a big company. You want your own company, you know. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what he said. If he didn't want to pay, you know, taxes to anybody <laughs> on it. I, I hear you. I hear you. Because that's a slippery slope, too. You get involved with those guys. Uh, you know, it doesn't work out well. Now, when did you become aware of what your dad was doing? Um, You know, that's hard to say. It was like a gradual immersion. Um. My my earliest memories, you know, I do remember my dad being home, and uh, it was just kind of like a gradual immersion, you know. When I was when I was very small, five and six years old, they just told me, um, you know, your dad's your dad's in prison, mm -hmm. you know, and that was 
that was just my normal. That was what I heard. And they started running the D.A.R.E. program in early grade school. And I remember, um, you know, I came home and my mother had a talk with me. Um, and I, my attitude was like, oh, so my dad sold drugs. And mom looked at me and she was like, no, your dad, your dad was not that kind of drug dealer. <laughs> she, I think the way she put it is your dad was the boss. Mm. And I, um, you know, I just took that to mean that he was the boss, you know, but um, really I got to know, I got to know more in depth about my father and, you know, his, his experiences when he came home from prison. He, um, he told me a lot of stories. Okay. So you want to share some? Well, yeah, absolutely. This is actually really funny. Um, you know, when you do the kind of time that my father had, you build relationships with people and you find ways to amuse yourself, you know, because shoot, the second stint he did 13 off of, I believe they wanted to give him um, 16 years. But there was, um, there was this man in there and he and my father didn't get along. And, you know, one of the struggles in prison is the microwave. That's why he and my father didn't get along every day. This guy would tie up the microwave for hours, and Dad said his food smelled bad, and he had a nasty, terrible attitude, and was just, in general, an unpleasant person. So Dad, you know, he liked to feed the birds and the squirrels, and all that stuff was really tame up in the Federal Medical Center because the inmates would feed it, feed them, the visitors would feed them. My dad tamed a crow and caught it. And brought it inside in a paper bag. One of, it might have been a raven and not a crow because he said it was big. <laughs> and he took the crow and somehow got it. The crow was not microwaved. It was not harmed. Somehow he got it in the microwave oh, ahead yeah. of this man that he didn't get along with. And he said when this guy opened the microwave a second later, this crow came out just... <laughs> Just with everything it had, flogging and squawking and scratching and kicking, and um, he gave this guy a run for his money. That's that's probably one of my favorite uh, funny ones that he told me. Yeah, again, you know, you'd think you'd want to do your time nice and quiet, not make any trouble. <laughs> I bring crows in a paper bag, but so you just can't help yourself. You, know, you got to make a point. You got to make a point there. Now, when I had Stephen Miller on on the show, because uh, I was confused. And I remember watching the David Susskind show, and this is when I first heard about the company. Did you ever see that TV show, the David Susskind show, about this this topic? No, sir, I haven't. I gotta send you. I can have the tapes on VHS. I gotta send it to you guys because uh, uh, it was that only, would be fabulous. Yeah, only played like one time, you know. And uh, back then, you know, they didn't repeat stuff like they do now. Um, anyway, uh, and and they talked about this guy Fuzzy Thor. Right, and I don't know when I was talking to, or, or Fuzzy, Fuzzy Thornton, or Fuzzy Thorpe, and I was telling Stephen Miller about the story about the the guy who jumped out of the plane with all the cocaine strapped to his chest. But you have a clarification for that. What what, what do you know? Well, that was not um, that was not Ricky Thorpe, aka um, Fuzzy. Um, I've also I've never heard him called Fuzzy, but um, that was. Pablo Escobar, a.k.a. the Cocaine Bear, which can be viewed at the Kentucky Fun Mall, a Kentucky. Um, 
My mother and I actually discussed this at length, and we couldn't really hammer out the absolute details on it. But basically, the person that jumped out of that plane, um, there was some kind of engine failure on the plane. Um, I think instead of pumping the gas out of the plane or pumping the gas into the plane, they had pumped it out. They didn't know anything about the fuel system. And so they lost power in the air. The plane crashed. And um, this guy jumped. And he didn't make it. He got caught up in the trees. And a bear found him. And instead of opting to consume the corpse, he consumed copious amounts of cocaine that was strapped to the body and in a backpack around, I think, around about 40 pounds of cocaine. And the bear died of a cocaine overdose. Mm -hmm. But um, the rumor has it that that was the head of the company, but it wasn't. Hey guys, I got a great new deal for you. It's called Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Now, I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down Opperman 50, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0. Now, Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes, you'll be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and more. Uh, there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or schedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup needed. Now head to factormeals.com front slash opperman50 and then you use code opperman50 to get 50% off. That's code opperman50 at factormeals.com front slash opperman50. O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0 to get 50% off. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. I feel like um, that was somebody who was just presumed to be the head of the company, and we chose to let the... Uh, the presumption continue. Yeah, we just, due to, due to the nature of the company, nobody wanted to clarify who that was. Right. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so nervous right now. No, that's okay. You're doing fine. Now, 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 part of the technique that your dad's uh, company used was uh, one would be that they would pick up the the marijuana, I guess, down in Colombia and Bahamas and stuff like that, and then they would fly down low over different locations in Florida and Georgia, these kind of places and stuff like that, and fly low over people's property and drop the, the marijuana out. Am I correct? Yes, Absolutely. And then they graduated when they were doing cocaine. They would have a guy actually strapped to their body and jump out with a parachute. Yes. And this guy had a reputation for being a daredevil and waiting too long to pull the chute. And it got him this time. Um, You know, the bear found the body, consumed the cocaine, overdosed. And the next thing you know, they said that the the, the head of this particular branch of the company had been found dead, caught up in the trees. You know, took the bear with him, and they chose to let the rumor continue because why clarify, you know? Now, uh, another thing, too, with the company was it was notorious for is that they were bribing the local sheriffs. They had all the local sheriffs on the payroll. Is that correct? Yes. Actually, um, my hometown, um, I can't say names because these people are still living, but in the early 80s in uh, mine and my mother's hometown, the sheriff was paid off so that my father could do just that. Um, he, you know, could come in, fly low, and throw bales out into Lake Chattoog in Hiawassee, Georgia. And then also, too, on several occasions, I think they had a sheriff in Tennessee, too, because I was getting marijuana from Tennessee at the time. And I think they had a sheriff down in Tennessee who was on a payroll, too. And sometimes these sheriffs would get exposed, they'd get caught. And then they would bribe the next sheriff. <laughs> the next sheriff comes yep, in. Yep, that sounds right. That sounds <laughs> the next exactly sheriff right. is on the uh, Tennessee as well. I don't know any details about Tennessee, but I do know that he mentioned Tennessee and several other places. Uh, New Orleans was another area right, that right. they did a lot of business in. And definitely, they, they definitely, my dad used to put it as, I owned the sheriff here, I owned the sheriff there. That's how he put it. <laughs> Now, another thing, too, that you mentioned, uh, uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky, um, what's it, Ricky uh, Thorpe, right? Is that it? Yes. Okay. Now, Ricky Thorpe is uh, was assumed to be dead, but you have information that he's alive? Yeah, he's alive and well. He came to my father's funeral last year uh, out in Blairsville where we had it. It was actually the first time that... Um, I had ever met him face to face. I'd heard a lot of stories about Ricky and I'd met him when I was a baby and didn't remember him, but he came and paid his respects to my father and my mother and myself and Ricky all went out to dinner after dad's service and we caught up and 
you know, got to know each other a little bit. I actually, um, I just talked to him the other day. We were, I texted him as I was listening to your podcast, and I said, oh, my gosh, do you know these people said you're dead, that you died in a parachuting accident? And he texts me back, and he says, why would I jump out of a perfectly good plane? <laughs> Okay, but now, I, I thought that he had faked his own death, though. You're saying that, no, no one thinks he's dead. Everyone knows he's alive. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. He has, um, he's doing well. He actually, um, I believe he beat cancer some years ago, and he's doing well. Well, let me ask you a question. What happened to uh, cause the demise of this organization? How did they all get round up and busted? Do you know? Big mouths. Big mm. mouths, and, you know... There's there's one in every group. There was a snitch, yeah. and um, I, I it's not who anybody thought it was. I actually spoke with mom about this earlier, and they went through the whole organization, test, you know, accusing and poking and prodding all of the girlfriends. There were actually some girls who were um, taken and given polygraph tests. My my dad had them polygraphed because they were trying to find the snitch, but the snitch was a man. It was um, someone who owned one of the warehouses that the marijuana was coming into, and they found the warehouse because there was a semi-truck with a bunch of onions piled on top of, like, um, I don't know, a couple thousand pounds of marijuana. The truck got pulled over. They found the marijuana under the onions. They called it the onion bust. This was in... I believe 79, you can you can definitely Google it, it's there. <laughs> but through finding the uh, all the bale of the marijuana under the onions, it went back to the warehouse, and, you know, the guy who cracked and turned and was a snitch, and he was just sitting everybody up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's so tragic, man. It's so often, too, uh, these guys... They, they'll have a, a really minor case with, with the most they're facing is like 18 months, two years, you know, and, and they make a deal. They make a deal that first time. They rat out their friends. They hurt their own friends. Yeah. Yep. And then the, the, and then the, uh, the reoffender, the, the recidivism rate to reoffend. 90% of these guys reoffend again within three years. You know, or, or, you know. So now the guy's got another charge and now he's got to go to prison next time. And now he's got nothing but enemies everywhere he goes. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, yep. And these ki- and today it's a hundred times worse with these kids today. They're all ratting each other out. Every one of them. Nobody gives a damn anymore. And on the most six months, and they're ratting out their friends. It's outrageous. I, you know, it's funny. It's funny you would say that. I um, you know, I am my father's daughter. I went and did a little bit of time of my own for cannabis, and they tried to get me to rat on everybody as hard as they could, and. I wouldn't tell on a soul, and so they sent me on down the road because that's one thing that I was raised to believe firmly: you don't snitch. Right, and like you, you said, what, what, it was like twenty-four months. You said, right? It was, it was twenty-six. Yeah, right. Um, okay, twenty-six months, and, and, and yeah. even still, you know, and, and somebody says they put them on these camps, you know, these work camps. They're not. It's not even that bad. It's not even that bad, you know. But now you you got another. You got a ten-year bit you got to go do. Everybody knows you're a rat. Now you're miserable. Now you're not forget it. You got no hope in there. You got the worst time you could possibly do. Uh, but these kids, they, you know, they don't want to give it up. They don't want to stay out of trouble. Uh, but they can't keep their mouth shut either. It's just pathetic what's going on with these kids today. 
Now, so your, your dad had a rat that took him down, but didn't your, your dad, too, your dad testified in some kind of way, didn't he? Well, now that um, he's deceased, I suppose it's safe to say they, dad knew they had, dad knew, and what he did, called a meeting, and he got everybody together, and he was like, look, they've got us. Mm. Here's the story, and we're sticking to it. I mean, he um, he got a long sentence, and they did. Um, they pretty much just, you know, reaffirmed everything that the DEA thought they knew is really what happened. Um, they never got the whole real story or the whole story, and nobody probably ever will. Um, now, you, you hear today so much of these uh, these smuggling operations, they have like ties to the CIA and, and, and even DEA and stuff like that. Was there any kind of connections like that with your dad? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I can't speak specifically on the CIA. You know, dad used to tell me, you know, oh, yeah, they're involved. They're dirty. But the DEA, he had, you know. DEA agents on the payroll, you know, that's how they would find out about if they were watching this house, or if they were watching that airstrip. Dad, dad knew people, and he wasn't ever super specific about, you know, a number or, you know, names, but he, he knew people, and he had people, and he paid people off. Now, this whole crew of guys, though, how, how many of them wound up going to prison and how many wound up uh, avoiding? Um, there's only one that I know of for sure that avoided um, everything. And um, it was one of my mom and dad's real good friends. And he just, he assumed a different identity and he headed out and they haven't seen him or heard from him since the late 80s here it is you know almost 2020 so just one for certain that got away without doing um doing any time over it and they wanted to give my mother time for her involvement but my dad made a deal where he took all of mom's time in addition to his so that she would be out to raise me how did your mother a couple questions now this guy i think you're talking about doorman right yeah, right. Now, absolutely. Right now, how did Doorman? Did, was there a warrant out for him? Was there an indictment, and then he took off, or he just took off uh, before anything uh, touched him? He just took off. Okay, that's a smart thing to do. <laughs> now, you think he's still yeah. in business? You, know, you, th you think he stayed in the business, or you think he went on his own, uh, became a uh, what do you call it, a house painter or something like that? Afterwards. <laughs> You know, I always pictured him somewhere with his feet propped up in the sand and, you know, some frosty little drink with an umbrella in it and sand. Uh, you know, <laughs> what, what, what in your hope? <laughs> what in your wish? Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, in real life, you know, a lot of that money seems to, to uh, disappear as fast, faster than it came in, you know, <laughs> it goes out faster than it came in. Let's take a little commercial break here, okay? We're with um, Amanda Grassi. The daughter of Michael Grassi, who was uh, no, was Michael Grassi the top top guy in the company, or was anybody above him? My dad was the top. Um, he and Ricky, the boss of the company, had the notorious company back in the seventies and the eighties was a huge smuggling operation. Now they had like C four, uh, you know, big giant military type planes too. They had big giant planes, right? Cargo planes, DC sixes. Yeah, big giant cargo planes. They, they were operating over there. 
uh, with Amanda Grassi. And, and Amanda, what are you doing for a living now? Anything you want to plug? Um, well, I am living in Southern Indiana right now. Um, I have a little cleaning service called a little help cleaning service. If anyone in the, uh, Spencer, Bloomington, Ellettsville area needs some cleaning done, give me a call at 706-994-5905 and I'll come out and give you a little help. And, and you'll be able to sit back and listen to all these great stories too. Listen, we'll be right back with more of Amanda Grassi right after these messages. And now a word from our sponsors. Have you ever thought about opening your own mobile card or kiosk business? Maybe the facility you manage could establish new revenue by adding coffee, food, or retail services. Card King International can be the answer to your needs. Card King is a North American designer and manufacturer of the finest mobile coffee, food, and retail carts and kiosks. Card King has been working with clients and corporations across North America for 20 years, providing innovative designs, custom manufacturing, and timely delivery. Carts and kiosks are fun, and so are the dozens of designs on our website. Please visit us today at www.cart-king.com or just call us at 1-877-986-7771 and get your sales rolling. OppermanReport.com Hey, do you like what you're hearing? Do you like the work that you see us doing here at Opperman Report? You can support that work by becoming a member at OppermanReport.com. And as you have access to over 200 exclusive shows and interviews that you can't find on YouTube or Spreaker or iHeart or iTunes or KYAH, you can't find them anywhere else online, exclusive to our member sections, to our members. Also, too, there's images, videos, documents, court docs, a lot of content there at OppermanReport.com. And it's the memberships that support the Opperman Report and allow us to play these shows for free on Friday nights and Saturday nights on all the stations you hear us on. You can also make a donation at OppermanReport.com. If you want to support the show and become a member, I can give you a discount. I'll give you 13 months for $65 if you email me directly at OppermanReport at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can hear your ad played here on the Opperman Report. Reach hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people on a daily basis because the show is repeated every day all over the world. Contact me at OppermanReport at gmail.com and I'll give you a good deal on advertising rates. My sound man, Shane McKay, has his business called MacSoundServices.com. That's M-A-C-K, SoundServices.com. What he does for me is I send him my shows, and he does audio enhancements and stuff like that. He does miracles if you see some of the stuff I send him and how it comes back. So get a hold of Shane at MacSoundServices.com, M-A-C-K, SoundServices.com. PureSoapFlakes.com, 218-568-2525. Have you ever heard of Castile Soap? Pure Soap Flake Company handcrafts fine soap bars, laundry powder, and concentrated soap flakes using organic vegetable oils from their northern Minnesota facility. Bathe your body and wash your clothes with pure soap products that are free of fragrance, GMOs, palm oil, sodium lauryl sulfate, and synthetic additives. Keep it clean, folks. Pure Soap Flake Company products are kind to living creatures and sensitive skin, safe for drains and waterways, and work great in high-efficiency washers and top- and front-loading machines. They have a little promotion going on. Contact them to order some soap. Mention the Opperman Report. You're going to get a free gift. They're going to send a little extra soap, travel size, soap bars, and laundry soap, cleaning soap flakes. I've been using that stuff all day long today. Great stuff. Order today at PureSoapFlakes.com. 
or give them a call, 218-568-2525, 218-568-2525. Pure Soap Flight Company is a proud member of the Handcrafted Soap and Cosmetic Guild. Tina Helmuth is writing an ongoing series of fact-fiction books that boldly takes on today's most heinous crimes. The abduction, sexual trafficking, and cannibalization of our children. Suffer the little children, the wrath of the father, and unbreakable. Deeply researched and mixed with the supernatural, good versus evil makes these thrillers hard to put down, shining a light on the root cause of these crimes and introducing a spiritual solution. Justice will be served. Available at lulu.com in paperback or ebook. Hey, check out our brand new sponsor, Dynamic Solutions 2. That's the number two. They offer a life-changing dynamic financial solution. The finest in fast, professional, affordable credit repair. Is your credit in bad shape? Do you need a new car? Ready to buy a new house? Do you want to rent an apartment? Are you going to apply for a job? Any one of these activities, they're going to ask for a credit report and then check out your credit score. Let Dynamic Solutions 2 erase your negative credit remarks. They have affordable monthly prices. They accept Visa, MasterCard, PayPal options available. You go to www.dynamicsolutions, that's the number two, dot com, or call 424-888-2820, 424-888-2820. Now, if you enter promo code ED or you mention Ed Opperman, you get a 10% discount. How's that? You get a free consultation, all negative items removed, get back in positive credit position, Dynamic Solutions 2, life-changing Dynamic Financial Solutions. 424-888-2820. Tell them Ed Opperman sent you. You get a 10% discount. Hey, you, podcast listener, this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Take the blue pill. You wake up in your bed and go back to listening to mundane podcasts that won't challenge your religious beliefs and your so-called truths about reality, the universe, and consciousness. Take the red pill. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast, hosted by Mark Anthony Peterson, and he will show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Event Horizon takes a walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy. It's the podcast that would be born if David Icke and the X-Files had a baby. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast by Mark Anthony Peterson on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, or any of your other favorite podcast platforms. Remember... All we are offering is the truth, nothing more. It's the Opperman Report, and now here is investigator Ed Opperman. Okay, welcome back to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. We're here today with Amanda Grassi, who's the daughter of the big boss, Michael Grassi, who has ran the company. Uh, giant marijuana smuggling operation back in the 70s and 80s. It graduated to cocaine smuggling. Uh, notorious group, uh, legendary group, as a matter of fact, and and here we have the the heir uh, the heir apparent <laughs> to this operation. <laughs> now, Amanda, what was it like when your dad was there in the prison? Did you go visit? We did. We did. Um, we got to go visit him three times. They put my father in. Um, well, he he bounced around, but he spent the majority of his time in Federal Medical Center, which is in Rochester, Minnesota. And I got to go and visit him one time when I was about two years old. I got to go visit him the second time when I was uh, seven or eight. And we went back a third time a few years later. And then um, it was almost like we started, you know, when it was two years before he was supposed to come home, we started, you know, the countdown. Oh, dad will be home in a few years. Dad will be home in a few years. So I got to see him three times. We had to make, um, I think it was like a 27-hour drive. It was a two-day trip. And so it was it was rough. He called me every week, every Sunday. He called my mother and I, and he sent cards. And my dad can draw. Well, my dad could draw, so he would send me drawings, and you know how they make arts and crafts and things like that in prisons. He sent me some paintings, um, sent me a painting of a sad clown and a happy clown, and he sent me a little knitted rug for Christmas one year. He he did what he could from there. He really did. And, and well, you know, and you, you and your mom lived where, in Georgia, and then he was in Minnesota? Yes. Um, we initially were in Atlanta, um, living in Panthersville, in the house that got raided. My mother and I stayed there. Oh, I we, she probably stayed there about, she stayed in the house a couple years with me after the big bus, and she didn't like the school district very much down there. You know, it's the inner city. So she moved me um, in the first grade up to Young Harris, Georgia, which is her hometown. Young Harris uh, has a population of about 700 people. There were, um, I think, six other children in my first and second grade class. So very small. But that's where she wanted to raise me at, you know, kind of try to shape the image a little bit and, you know, change our vibe. Get away from that situation. Yeah, it's just such a shame, though, that, uh, you know, federal prison system, they, they put the inmates so far away from their family. When, when you don't want 
recidivism. You don't want this guy to, you know, you want him to have ties with his family because when you get out, if you maintain those ties with your loved ones, you're less likely to reoffend. It just makes no sense. Yes. It, it's designed for failure. They want to force the recidivism rate because yeah. it's profitable in many ways. Um, I, I actually do some post-incarceration activism and advocacy and run a large support group online for women called Female Survivors of the GDOC because I just feel the prison system all the way around, um, on the state level, on the federal level, on the county level, it's broken. It's not working. And the inhumane treatment that prisoners are subjected to is just insane. For instance, when my father did some time at Terre Haute, um, Ricky, Ricky was actually in there with him. My dad had a bad heart. He thought when he was sentenced to 16 years in federal prison that it was a death sentence because he'd had a triple bypass just before the bus. He was legally dead, you know, and so he thought he was he thought he was going to die when he came back from that and they sent him to prison. But he was at Terreho and he knew he knew he was sick and Ricky knew he was sick. And the officer that was there that was in charge um, on a typical basis refused to let him get a sick call and, and get sent out to the hospital. So it was just serendipitous that that guy was out sick one night. And Ricky talked them into sending my dad out to the hospital. They were going to let him die. And that was in Terre Haute. I believe he was transferred up to Federal Medical Center shortly after that incident. And that's where he stayed for the rest of his sentence because he was so sick. For all the federal governments, you know, wishes and dreams to, to punish my dad and keep him down, the truth is um, the prison system saved his life and they paid my dad used to say, you know, they paid a million dollars to keep to keep me alive, a million dollar man. Hmm. Yeah, people watch these movies, you know, and they see all like these young prisoners lifting weights and they're all buff and stuff like that. But you ever go visit these prisons, man? Yeah, half of these guys you get a little infection, you know, and uh, they lose an eye, you know, uh, the, your teeth, you know, it's just uh, uh, horrific conditions, uh, especially on the families too. Like you said, it's not just the inmates; it's the families. Uh, what about when you and your mom was out? How, how did your mom support herself? It was rough. You know, she didn't have a lot of help with me, and she didn't have really any skills. I remember my mom did wallpaper, and um, when we moved up to um, my grandfather's in Young Harris, she started studying for her real estate license, and she did that for a little while. But the first the first little bit while Dad was gone, it was it was very rough. Because she just didn't have any way to support us. She really depended on, you know, her side of the family a lot. Um, and, I mean, <laughs> the idea was there was some money saved back. But my father's parents, my grandma and grandpa Grassy, um, eloped with that money to the Bahamas and basically stole it from my mother and I. And we didn't have anything to live on. So that's... I definitely burned the bridge between my grandparents on that side of the family and my mother. I actually never really met them. You know, it's amazing how many times I hear stories like that, too, as well, especially like the, the death of a, of a parent or something like that. And the whole family starts fighting over a little bit of money and squirreling away money and stealing property and something. Uh, human nature. That's how you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's, so did anybody come by every now and then with an envelope and say, hey, man, I remember your daddy helped me out. I want to help you out. No. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, Absolutely not. 
That's another heartbreaking one too. Now, what about now? Now, when your dad was running the operation, did he have a little set, uh, system set up where if somebody got busted, they had a lawyer show up right away that a bail bonds and get them out, and, and they were taken care of when when they were. Uh, they yes. Were, yes. Yes. They have lawyers and bail bondsmen and everything, you know, on staff, quote unquote. If something happened, dad made sure it was taken care of. Yeah. See, but but vice versa, there was nothing there. Yeah, no, no. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave nobody gave a damn. And, you know, something that struck me and it actually made me really angry. Um nobody came to his funeral. You know, there was like five or six people, seven people, and you know, people wanna talk about how, oh, we your your dad this and your dad that and that was my friend, my true friend, but you know, when the chips are down and it's time to come pay your respects, where all where are these people? Hmm. But but Ricky showed up. Yes, Ricky was there. My dad and Ricky weren't just partners, they're friends. That's probably my dad's best friend in the whole world. And now, Ricky, how much time did he wind up doing? You know, I'm not positive. I know he got out a little bit before my dad. Um, but I think they did ballpark about the same. And what age were they when they both got out, you know, roughly? My father would have been, let me see here. He was, um, he was in his 50s. He was 50. Okay, so that's still a young man. And, and what did he do when he came out? Did he uh, go into business? He did. Um, it's actually some very fond memories I have of my dad. He came home and opened a fruit and vegetable stand that my mother and him and I ran together. Um, it's what I grew up doing after after about age 14. I went to work up there with him at the fruit stand. And, you know, around town, he would they call him a... You know, the fruit stand guy, the fruit and vegetable man, and a few people knew, you know, the backstory, but it wasn't like, you know, nobody turned their nose up or anything. And then um, he made it the most successful fruit stand in the county, and, you know, this is a tourist area, so that's saying something. We had uh, big greenhouses with flowers, and we sold cars there on the lot. We sold golf carts. We... You know, just your regular old down home southern stuff. He put on his overalls, and you know, you'd never know it was from Jersey. You'd never guess. <laughs> and uh, and then um, when yeah. he got a little too old to do the fruit stand, he actually closed it while I was away doing my time in 2012. He started doing Christmas trees once a year. Out of um, he would get them from cashiers, North Carolina. They'd bring them down. And we would unload them off the truck and stand them up in the yard. And we sold Christmas trees from uh, the day before Thanksgiving until about mid-December every year. And I'm really going to miss that this year. Yeah, that's actually a great business. It's a fun business, too. Uh, and you know, Christmas, it is. Because it's you grow, you grow them. You, know, you grow them out of the dirt. So, you know, you make a fortune. But basically, free, you know. Uh, now, uh, uh, do you know what uh, Ricky Thorpe did when he got out? I don't. I, I actually don't. Um, we are in contact, but I um, I don't know a whole lot about Ricky. Okay. And and what about, how did you get drawn into this? And what was your operation like, uh, Grassy Jr.? <laughs> what, did you call it the company <laughs> too? Or like, like the limited two, the company too? You know, I, 
I grew up romanticizing that lifestyle because of my dad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I definitely didn't do, you know, anything near what my dad did. I feel like the involve, my involvement and my draw to it was maybe, maybe because I wanted to understand him a little better. And I'll tell you this, when I came home from prison, my father and I got each other. Mm. Like we understood. So and after that whole time, you were very close to each other? We were. We were close. Um, you know, he and I both have terrible tempers, so we uh, we fought a lot. We had some loud, explosive arguments. But, yeah, I was always close to my dad. I always felt like I could, you know, tell him anything, and he'd listen, and he would understand. And he was a, he was a very smart man. So out of all your dad's stories that he would tell you, what's his favorite one to sit down and, uh, and tell over and over again? Or the one you would say, hey, dad, tell me that one again, because I know I, I get that all the time. Oh, the one that sticks out to me is the one I told earlier about the crow and the Martha wave. But there's another one. Um, you know, in prisons and jails, they like to make hooch. And so he had um, he had this batch of hooch made, and they were hiding it in the ceiling. I believe, uh, I believe he said it was in the library. <laughs> and... He got everybody on his floor just wasted drunk. It was New Year's, and they never could figure out how they did it, where they kept it. They knew Dad did it, but they couldn't prove it, <laughs> like with so many other things. And another one that he, uh, he used to look at me and say, Amanda, when I die, I want you to have me cremated. And I want you to take some of my ashes and ride up to the Federal Medical Center and dump it into the um, air conditioning vents and the filters so the guards can rub their eyes and say, <laughs> there's that grassy again. Uh, <laughs> so he really, he really, really, uh, he, he had jokes. Any brothers and sisters? Um, yeah. He has no, you, you. Um, one what? sister. You're an old Oh, me. Only well, child? Yeah. Only um, child. Yeah. I'm the youngest of I'm the youngest of three sisters. I'm in contact with um my middle sister. I'm not in contact with my oldest sister. Hmm. They um they were from my dad had a marriage prior to meeting my mom. You know, they were old school Catholic, so you know, that's what you do. You get married young. And he got married, and um, that didn't work out. Well, but I, I grew up as an only child. Amanda Grassi, is there anything you want to leave us with before we go? Um, just thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to talk about my dad a little bit and uh, reach into the past and reminisce. And uh, thanks for... Thanks for having me on the show today. You know what, Amanda, you know, good or bad, you, your dad was a legend. You know, he, he was a, a historical figure. You know, he'll go down in history. Uh, for You know, he, he, you know, it, it was a huge accomplishment, whether, he, whether it was coloring within the lines or without the lines, okay? And the 70s, uh, and that period of time, the 70s and 80s, it was a different, it was a different time, it was a different place in this country. Uh, you know, maybe one day there'll be a statue to your dad for all of his accomplishments rather than a, uh, 
uh, uh, statutes against him. <laughs> you know, there's statute of limitations. In the, <laughs> you know what the, I'm saying? Well, they, they did write some books. Oh, yeah. They, some, uh, yeah. There's one book. There's oh. a book called Flying High. Um, Flying High, um, The Life of Big Time Drug Smuggling. It was actually ghostwritten by the person who snitched on my dad, ironically. Yeah. And uh, the author is Wayne Greenhall. But that was the ghostwriter, and I, uh, for legal reasons, probably shouldn't give the name of the narc, but mm. it was a book written by a narc. So half of it is BS, and half of it's truth, and good luck to everybody figuring out which is which. Yeah, maybe someday I'll make a movie about your dad. You know, you can option this story out and uh, get the truth out there. Amanda Grassi, thank you so much. And once again, if someone wants to hire you to come down and work for them, uh, how do they find you? Um... Can you not do that part? I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, yeah, we can we can uh, we can edit out okay. the phone number. Yeah, okay. And also, okay, too, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And the name of your group again, this advocacy group that you run here on Facebook. What's that called? Female survivors. It, yeah, absolutely. It's called Female Survivors of the GDOC. It's a support group for any woman who has been through the uh, prison system in the state of Georgia. Um, come come look us up if you need some support. We'll be there for you. Amanda Grassi, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Good Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. private investigator i sure am go to emailrevealer.com we handle adoption investigations infidelity investigations where you give us your spouse's email address we trace it back to online dating websites catch them cheating online email tracing locate or identify somebody from as little as an anonymous email address someone owe your money back child support we can find that deadbeat locate his hidden assets locate his hidden bank accounts 
find his current place of employment, and even assist you in obtaining a judgment and recover that judgment for you. Emailrevealer.com, digital forensics, computer forensics, cell phone forensics, recover deleted text messages, create a report that you can use in court. Emailrevealer.com, 800-572-9762. OppermanReport.com. Hey, do you like what you're hearing? Do you like the work that you see us doing here at Opperman Report? You can support that work by becoming a member at OppermanReport.com. And as you have access to over 200 exclusive shows and interviews that you can't find on YouTube or Spreaker or iHeart or iTunes or KYAH, you can't find them anywhere else online, exclusive to our member sections, to our members. Also, too, there's images, videos, documents, court docs, a lot of content there at OppermanReport.com. And it's the memberships that support the Opperman Report and allow us to play these shows for free on Friday nights and Saturday nights on all the stations you hear us on. You can also make a donation at OppermanReport.com. If you want to support the show and become a member, I can give you a discount. I'll give you 13 months for $65 if you email me directly at OppermanReport at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can hear your ad played here on the Operman Report, reach hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people on a daily basis because the show is repeated every day all over the world. Contact me at OppermanReport at gmail.com and I'll give you a good deal on advertising rates. Are you ready to change your life? But don't know how to start? Is your stress and worries keeping you awake at night? Have you been battling grief, anxiety, or depression all alone? Have you lost touch with your own sense of being or spirituality? Soul Free Therapies offers professional and affordable live video streaming counseling and coaching services from the comfort of your own home. Sessions offered in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Go to our website at www.soul-free.com and book your first session today. Have you ever thought about opening your own mobile cart or kiosk business? Maybe the facility you manage could establish new revenue by adding coffee, food, or retail services. Cart King International can be the answer to your needs. Cart King is a North American designer and manufacturer of the finest mobile coffee, food, and retail carts and kiosks. Cart King has been working with clients and corporations across North America for 20 years, providing innovative designs, custom manufacturing, and timely delivery. Carts and kiosks are fun, and so are the dozens of designs on our website. Please visit us today at www.cart-king.com or just call us at 1-877-986-7771 and get your sales rolling. PureSoapFlakes.com, 218-568-2525. Have you ever heard of Castile Soap? Pure Soap Flake Company handcrafts fine soap bars, laundry powder, and concentrated soap flakes using organic vegetable oils from their northern Minnesota facility. Bathe your body and wash your clothes with pure soap products that are free of fragrance, GMOs, palm oil, sodium lauryl sulfate, and synthetic additives. Keep it clean, folks. Pure Soap Flake Company products are kind to living creatures and sensitive skin, safe for drains and waterways, and work great in high-efficiency washers and top- and front-loading machines. They have a little promotion going on. Contact them to order some soap. Mention the Opperman Report. You're going to get a free gift. They're going to sing a little extra soap, travel size, soap bars and laundry soap, cleaning soap flakes. I've been using that stuff all day long today. Great stuff. Order today at puresoapflakes.com or give them a call. 218-568-2525. 218-568-2525. Pure Soap Flake Company is a proud member of the Handcrafted Soap and Cosmetic Guild. 
Tina Helmuth is writing an ongoing series of fact-fiction books that boldly takes on today's most heinous crimes. The abduction, sexual trafficking, and cannibalization of our children. Suffer the little children, the wrath of the father, and unbreakable. Deeply researched and mixed with the supernatural, good versus evil makes these thrillers hard to put down, shining a light on the root cause of these crimes and introducing a spiritual solution. Justice will be served. Available at lulu.com in paperback or ebook. <laughs> 